This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy. Adam, what do you see in him that that makes you guys feel like he's a good fit in that spot? Well, we thought he played the position really well, as well as anybody in the draft. Maybe not the biggest or the strongest arm, but really good at playing the position, moving guys with his eyes, tough in the pocket, doesn't need a lot of room to throw. He really put that program on the map, and, and they've won a lot of games with him as a starter. That was Adam Peters in San Francisco after the 2022 draft talking about their seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in that particular draft, number 262 overall, Brock Purdy. That's what he sounds like. Boys and girls, today at 2 p.m. out in Ashburn, Peters will be announced formally as the team's new general manager will carry it live here on the station during Chris's show. I'm looking forward to hearing him say two things uh, or answer two questions, if you will, in particular. And I'll get to those um, coming up here uh, momentarily. Good morning. Uh, Ben's going to be with us at 1035. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus at 1135. Denton is here with me. Uh, survived the snow. It was actually a pretty day, you know, on a holiday, nice snow falling, gentle. I don't think it created that much of an issue. I know schools are closed and roads are kind of empty, but hopefully everybody is safe and well. First inch of snow in over two years in this city. That's odd. Uh, I think there's more to come, maybe the end of the week and then definitely at the end of the month and into the next month, I think we will have a lot of snow. Keep it here. This is the show that looks ahead to potential winter storms and lets you know they're coming. Um, we didn't have this one because I was off for a couple of days last week, but I was paying attention. How about those six super wild card playoff games? Thank God they're over and done with. Look forward to this weekend. You got uh, three straight double headers because the Buffalo Pittsburgh game moved. Uh, to yesterday afternoon, and nothing was super about any of them. Five out of six decided by two touchdowns or more. The average margin of victory or the average margin of loss, however you want to look at it, was 17.3 points per contest. The Lions-Rams game was the only game that really came down to the final few minutes. Uh, But even in that one, there were three knees over the final minute 54 to close it out for Detroit. The biggest drama of the weekend by far, the Cowboys being being annihilated by the Packers. Uh, That was a stunner for sure. Uh, Maybe not the actual final 
uh, upset uh, that the Packers won the game. I think some of you thought they had a chance. It was the final score. The fact that they were down 27 to nothing, they were down 48 to 32. We have to get to that game and the Cowboys situation. And we will. And, the, and then last night, of course, the Eagles completed one of the worst collapses in NFL history. 10-1 and one after a Thanksgiving weekend overtime win against Buffalo. And then five losses in their final six of the regular season with the only win coming against the Giants. And then last night, a 32-9 season exit in Tampa that leaves jobs in doubt in Philadelphia. Not a good weekend for the NFC East. Uh, Both of the playoff teams are out. Uh, This idea from Pat proposed to me on Twitter, I don't think it's relevant. I'll explain why, but he wrote, Kevin, looks like the NFC East is there for the taking. McCarthy and Sirianni might both be gone. The Giants head coach and defensive coordinator were feuding Washington might be the most stable team in the division. As Dak Prescott might say, here we go. Oh, God, that got annoying after a while. Thank God we don't have to hear that next week. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Right out of the postseason. Uh, Yeah, Pat, thanks for the tweet. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan, D.C. Look, the NFL, we've been talking about this for years, more than a decade Uh, Coming up on two decades, actually. Um, The NFL is just not a carryover year-to-year league. It's been week-to-week forever unless, unless you have that special quarterback. That's the one thing that has led to year-to-year consistency from a contention standpoint is if you've got that answer at quarterback. And the only other thing that really seems to guarantee consistency on the flip side, on the other end altogether, you know, mediocrity to bad year to year is the lack of a quarterback that can do much of anything well uh, at all. So that's just not, you know, next year could be Washington's year. Who knows? Could be the Giants' year. Could be bounce back for Philly. Could be a completely different situation in Dallas with a better coach. You just never know. Um, What's been missing in this division for a while now is a truly elite-level quarterback. Uh, And that's why you don't have super consistent Uh, consistency year to year. It's a week-to-week league. Uh, Anybody that bets it can tell you that um, and could have told you that 20 years ago. But it was fun to see the Cowboys go down in particular. Uh, I got much more satisfaction, more satisfaction than I actually thought I would get on on Sunday afternoon, Uh, more so than last night because it was just, you know, You could see it coming with Philly. That was a bad defensive team early in the year. I mean, nothing says that that team was failing defensively than Washington nearly beating them twice with great offensive play. Uh, That was a bad defense. Uh, And, you know, it's one of those things that you look at with the NFL year to year. Offense has less variance year to year, especially if you've got the quarterback situation figured out, of course. Defense has much more variance year to year. Um, There are many reasons for that, but 
you know, look at Washington this year versus last year. Look at Philadelphia's defense this year versus last year. Were there the same exact pieces in place? No, but they added a piece, uh, and it was thought early in the season this is one of the best top-to-bottom rosters in the league, that they were as good offensively up front and defensively up front as anybody in the league. Um, But, man, defense, you just never know year to year. Dominant defense this year doesn't mean dominant next year. It just has less of a carryover um, versus typically offensive football. Uh, More on the games coming up. But, yeah, the Dallas game was a lot of fun uh, to watch. Man, uh, there's a lot to get to on that. Cowboy Clay, my buddy Kenny, all of you guys, I know you're hurting. Cowboy Clay, we have the 48-hour rule. That's why I haven't reached out to you. Cowboy Clay and I have, you know, when our respective teams lose a very important game, especially against each other, we just have a 48-hour rule that nobody's allowed to reach out to the other one for 48 hours. Uh, Doc did text me last night. He was concerned for Cowboy Clay. He had not heard from him. And I said, just give him the 48 hours and we'll see how he comes up uh, from what had to be just a devastating day. I mean, to be down 48 to 16. I mean, to be down as quickly as they were at 20 to nothing and then 27 to nothing and know that it was over before it started. In, an, in a postseason where I think there were more expectations as a two-seed and a division champion with the possibility of two games at home than there's been in a long time. And they just got shredded. Oh. Anyway. Uh, all right. Adam Peters. It's official. Uh, Adam Peters is our new general manager. There's a really good, interesting um, blow-by-blow of how the whole thing came about in Albert Breer's Monday morning quarterback column. And I want to read to you how Breer reported Washington ended up getting Adam Peters, the number one sought-after front office general manager executive in this hiring cycle. This from longtime NFL reporter Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, the MMQB column. He wrote, th- th- he wrote this yesterday, the commander's process moved fast, and really the wheels started turning a little over three weeks ago when former Golden State Warriors GM Bob Myers, who'd gone to work for the Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment Group, reached out to former Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman and asked whether he'd come to Miami to meet with new commander's owner Josh Harris. Spielman's been living on Florida's Gulf Coast and is in Fort Lauderdale every weekend for his work at CBS. So let me just mention right off the bat, you know, Breer's a, you know, first rate and has been reporter. Uh, and he clearly has a lot of sources giving him the behind the scenes of how this all came together. It is interesting to consider that the wheels started turning a little over three weeks ago. You know, during the course of the season, I suggested that this is a process that's already started. He's got somebody helping him to develop a list. I don't know who it is. I'd look at Pittsburgh guys like Kevin Colbert and others. 
our own Denton Day, the producer of this show, a highly esteemed college football host on Sirius XM Radio, said to me about two and a half months ago, Bob Myers is available. He should call him. Um, that was that was calling your shot. I know it was a throwaway, but you were thinking about super smart people who were out there not necessarily doing anything and whether or not the basketball tie might be there between Harris and Bob Myers. Well, it turns out Denton was right. But anyway, you know, during the course of the year, I, I was assuming that behind the scenes – Harris and Magic and Mitchell Rails and anybody else that, you know, had sports ties, especially with Harris and Magic, that they were working on things. Well, they were probably working on things, and maybe the working on things meant eventually reaching out to Bob Myers to, you know, have him help in the process. But right from the jump, Breer says the wheels started turning a little over three weeks ago. Uh, when Bob Myers reached out to Rick Spielman. So now Breer continues. That made that made things easy on everybody. Spielman got there over the weekend of week 16. All right, so week 16, just so everybody understands, week 16 is not the Cowboy game. It's not the 49er game. It's right after or before the New York Jet game on Christmas Eve. All right, so that's December 22nd, 23rd, 24th time frame. Spielman got over the weekend of Week 16, and Harris told him that while no decision had been made, made on Coach Ron Rivera or his front office, he wanted to be ready to roll if the commanders did move on. He invited Spielman to join Myers on his search committee, and as soon as Spielman accepted asked the old GM, Spielman, to start doing background work to find a head of football operations and head coach. So he's got Myers sort of, you know, as an advisor. Myers reaches out to Spielman, all right, the weekend of Christmas, Christmas Eve, the Jet game, um, and they meet in Florida, and he turns Spielman loose on creating – you know, the list and the ideas as it relates to head of football operations and head coach. Two weeks later, Breer writes, the original list of 15 that Spielman worked off of was whittled to five. Three days after that, 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters was aboard as new head of football ops. So, Essentially, late, you know, about two weeks after that, meaning right after week 18, they had a short list to five. And then a few days later, Peters was the guy. Remember, we did hear from Josh Harris a week ago or a week ago yesterday. It's going to be thorough but rapid. There's more from Breer uh, here. Uh, some, Some good stuff and some good nuggets. He writes, the commanders still have a ton of work to do, of course. That includes hiring a head coach. It also includes filling out both the coach's staff and Peter's staff, making decisions on incumbents such as Martin Mayhew and starting to build a reimagined football operation as Peter's and his counterpart see see fit. But a big domino has fallen. Here's how this Peter's part 
came together specifically in D.C. Spielman's work through the final two weeks of the season was done quietly. He made calls but didn't tell folks who he was working for, gathering information discreetly. Then the Monday after week 18, once Harris let Rivera go, Spielman drove to Miami and got to work talking with folks such as former Arizona Cardinals GM and Fritz Pollard Alliance exec Rod Graves, former Giants GM Jerry Reese, former Jacksonville exec Michael Hughie, and former Steelers GM Kevin Colbert, all of whom worked in the league for decades and attended last month's Accelerator program. Remember, Ben talked to us about that Accelerator program, wrote extensively about it, and said that Josh Harris was there and was an impressive character uh, at that Accelerator program. Uh, Breer continues... Uh, Spielman was on the phone from 7.30 a.m. to about 11 p.m., checking every box on the five guys he'd identified, all of whom carried assistant GM titles. Peters, as well as Kansas City's Mike Borgonzi, Cleveland's Glenn Cook, Chicago's Ian Cunningham, and Philadelphia's Alec Hallaby. The first round of interviews happened at Harris's offices in Miami, each candidate spent two and a half hours with Spielman, then another two and a half hours with Harris and Myers. Borgonzi went first, then it was Cook, and then it was Peters on Tuesday of last week, a week ago today. And then Cook, uh, I'm sorry, and then Cunningham and Hallaby went on Wednesday. Actually, I think he's got that mixed up. I think Cunningham. No, yeah, then Cunningham and Hallaby went Wednesday. The group then reconvened to pick two finalists, Peters and Cunningham, and then met with three of Harris's co-owners, Mitchell Rails, David Blitzer, and Magic Johnson, that's the rest of that search committee, to get a consensus and finalize those two as the leaders who'd get 90-minute second interviews on Thursday morning. This is a process, people. This is many people involved, many hours involved, but what we don't have is we don't have Redskins 1 picking up the one candidate they want and bringing them to Morton's in Tyson's and then back to Dan's house. So that's good. Um, Breer continues, after that, the larger group met one last time to pick Peter's. It was close between the final two, with Peters' seven years of experience as a number two and the successes 49ers have had serving as a tiebreaker. Cunningham in his second year as a top lieutenant, and while the Bears seem headed in the right direction, they're not there yet. So essentially, Peters being seven years with a winner and Cunningham in his second year as a top associate GM in less than a winning situation, seem to be the tiebreaker. Uh, There's more here, though. Breer writes, and again, there's still plenty to figure out, but the framework now is in place. The club is set up like Harris's other pro teams, the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers and NHL's New Jersey Devils, with a head of business, President Jason Wright, and head of football, Peters, reporting directly to the owner. And here is where I found this to be, um, you know, a nice little nugget, but also kind of comforting in that we haven't done it this way, so let's try it this way. Breer writes, the plan is for the coach, 
to report to Peters. And finding that coach is obviously the next big priority. They've already interviewed Ravens coaches Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver with elements such as analytics and sports science still left to be built out. For now, it's fair to say landing Peters is a big win. He's been picky on taking interviews the past couple of years, and it so happened that just as he fit Washington with Harris looking for an expert in personnel and a guy who had knowledge in other areas and was humble enough to know what he didn't know and find experts in those areas to help him, Washington presented Peters with what he was looking for. So six months in as an owner, Harris has made his biggest hire, and now together they'll get to the hard part. Uh, The hard part being the head coach, and then eventually, obviously, what to do with number two. Um, All right. So uh, Ben's going to join us in about 15 minutes. But there are a couple of things that I'd like to hear Adam Peters speak to uh, today. I'm going to get to those when we come back. There's a nice little video that the team put out of them landing um, privately, uh, I would assume at Dulles, cause I don't think you do privates, uh, at, uh, at Reagan, but, um, with the snow coming on, uh, with his, uh, family, with his wife and it looks like, um, girls, uh, I think it looked like two daughters in that video. Um, and, uh, they are in Washington. They're on the East coast in the middle of a snowstorm. Um, a nice little welcome to Adam Peters. Uh, it's an intriguing time for sure. If not exciting. Um, Today will be interesting to hear what he answers and how specific he gets. Two things, though, really have to be asked. Uh, We'll get to those when we come back. Ben at 1035. We will get to all the NFL playoff games next hour. uh, And Brad Spielberger from PFF uh, scheduled to join us at 1135. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and theteam980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So your favorite D.C. sports radio hosts from our station and our sister station, 106.7 The Fan, are going to be on stage together for a night of sports debate, laughs, behind-the-scenes stories, 
It's 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 live together Friday, February 2nd, 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater on Wisconsin Avenue. Uh, we'll be talking about everything, you know, Washington football franchise, uh, anything you want to talk about, too. Um, it's all off air, on stage, uncensored. Uh, featuring the sports junkies, Grant and Danny, B. Mitch and JP, uh, Chris Russell, Craig Hoffman, me, uh, and hopefully a lot more. Uh, Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. For so many of you that I haven't seen in years or have never met, I'll be there. Uh, We will grab a cocktail or four together and have a good time. It's a Friday night, February 2nd. 8 p.m. Nobody has to get home early. Uh, Bethesda Theater in Bethesda. So uh, looking forward to seeing some of you there. Again, Bethesda Theater, February 2nd, 8 p.m. you got to get your tickets, though, for it at BethesdaTheater.com. All right, so Adam Peters officially in the fold. A couple of things before I get to two things that, you know, I, I will clearly hear him address uh, at today's press conference. But look, this is this is a, an indication that this is a totally different situation organizationally than we've had in 25 years. Adam Peters does not come to Washington if Dan Snyder's the owner. He's got too many options. You know, we have always attracted those, especially in recent years, without a lot of options. Uh, and this one is the top number one guy during this hiring cycle for this particular position. You know, his number one area of responsibility, for those that don't know, would have appeared, uh, appears to have been the draft specifically in San Francisco. He reported to John Lynch, but Lynch was more of the big picture overseer, media contact, etc., with Kyle obviously involved in a lot since uh, 2017. Peters was hired by Lynch. Um, He was in Denver before San Francisco. He was in New England for Belichick working as a scout before he arrived in Denver. He's been around for a while, even though he's not an older guy. Again, he was considered to be the guy to get if you had this kind of opening in this hiring cycle. By the way, he was a hot candidate last year and chose to stay in San Francisco. This year, Washington was attractive enough for him to leave. Bob Myers has known Lynch and Peters. There's no doubt that he played a role in this, but as Albert Breer spelled out in a very detailed how it came to be that I read at the end of the last segment, um, obviously Rick Spielman was uh, significant as well. Um, So this is... You know, the number one takeaway for me, uh, and I know we talked a little bit about this on Friday as the news broke during the show, but it's that this organization is just so different now. It doesn't guarantee anything, but just you just don't get Adam Peters as a number one guy even considering Washington. You know, when he's creating his list of the teams that he would consider leaving for, Last, you know, two years ago, Washington, even if it has a need, isn't even on the list. It's X'd out. 
You know, it's like, you know, the draft boards that don't have players on there because of, you know, injury concern, character character concern, etc. Washington just wasn't an option. You know, Snyder being gone makes this a place that doesn't get X'd off the list for marquee candidates. The place is different now. We have adults, or at least perceived adults. We have perceived structure. We have, at least perception-wise, and I think the story by Albert, Albert Breer kind of spells it out as far as now goes, we have an owner that empowers his employees and his key figures in the organization rather than puppet strings them. We actually have a chance. And this was never a possibility. For years, we had to suspend reality to have real conversations about football. We had to suspend the reality that as long as it was owned the way it was owned, they really didn't have much of a chance. We got a chance now. But that leads me to this. Just because we have a chance, it doesn't guarantee anything. You know, the hiring of the hot GM candidates, just like the hiring of the hot head coaching candidates, just like the drafting of the hot QBs, is still less than a 50-50 proposition. Doesn't mean you just stand pat and you just try to build it in a different way and you don't take the, the, the swings at the top guys, the top perceived guys, especially when you interview as exhaustively as they did for multiple days with Spielman, with a search committee, with Myers, with Magic, with Rails, with Blitzer, with with Josh, two and a half hour meetings with Spielman, then two and a half hours more with Harris, etc. Um, no, you do you handle it that way, and you you make your best swing, you take your best cut, but there's no guarantee. You know, the hot assistant GM candidate, the hot assistant GM head coach, fails more than succeeds. We've seen them. Bob Quinn, Fitterer, Kime, all of them on the GM side. You know, Brad Holmes, big hit. You know, John Lynch turned out to be an out-of-the-box hire that clearly hit. Uh, But this is the way to do it. You've got to take these kinds of cuts. You got to swing at balls in the strike zone. Uh, and that's what they're doing this time. But again, I think it's one of the it's one of those things where you can be excited, you can be encouraged, which I am, especially the latter, encouraged, you know, that this is a new day, that there are adults in the room handling this. Um, but you also can look at the history of this stuff and realize, it doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, three years from now, they may be looking for a new GM. They may be looking for a new head coach because the two guys that weren't proven in these roles didn't work out. Still, getting the number one guy um, in Peters is encouraging uh, or from an organizational standpoint. And now we'll see uh, what his moves are. Uh, and in the Breer column, the fact that the coach will report to Peters, there is a true organizational chart owner, general manager who runs the football operation, and then below him, head coach, staff players. We have not done it this way since Charlie Casserly. Marty Schottenheimer had John Schneider here 
okay, for that that one season and had the most autonomy that anybody's had during the last 25 years. But then we got 10 years of Dan and Vinny. Then we got an administrative general manager in Bruce Allen. Then we got Scott McLuhan, who had no autonomy at all. And by the way, it was not a pleasant situation in the way it was set up period. We've had coaches with more responsibility and input, coaches with less responsibility and input. But at the end of the day, nobody had total autonomy and empowerment because the owner would never allow it. Uh, And now it appears that he will. Uh, The two things that I'd like to hear from uh, uh, Adam Peters today on are, what's he looking for in his new head coach. This is the first big hire. He can't pick the quarterback today. He can't make the number two pick today. He can't trade the number two pick today. He could actually. No, it's you got to wait for the league meetings, I think. Um, but head coach, and then what are his views of having the number two overall pick, and what does he think of their current quarterback room? I would imagine he, is, he spent time doing a lot of due diligence on Washington's roster, on Washington's quarterback situation. What does he think about what he is coming into? Um, Those two things in particular, uh, I'm sure we will hear from starting at 2 o'clock. Just reiterating, we will carry the introduction of Adam Peters as the general manager of the Washington football franchise currently known as the Commanders uh, at 2 p.m. By the way, lots of references over and over again to the commanders. And no, I don't need to know what Adam Peters' view on the name is. That was not one of my top two uh, you know, desired answers for him to speak on. Uh, I would like to hear where they are, though, from Josh Harris at some point. All right, Ben Standing next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980. Over the weekend on Sunday, Maryland pulls off a big upset on the road against Illinois, 76-67. Jameer Young scored 28 for the Terps, so they're now 11-6 on the season. Yesterday, Wizards in action. They lose to the Pistons, 129-117. Tyus Jones led the Wizards with 22 points. Kyle Kuzma added 21. It was confirmed by multiple reports, and then the Falcons themselves, they have interviewed Bill Belichick for their head coaching job. And that's what's trending. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
So this was the press release that Washington put out um, announcing formally that Adam Peters was uh, the general manager of the team. Again, 2 p.m. today, we'll carry it live. This is what Peters said in the statement, quote, I am incredibly grateful to Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders ownership group for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. My family and I are thrilled for the chance to be part of the DMV community and look forward to connecting with such a storied, passionate Commanders fan base. I am eternally grateful to the York family, the owners of the 49ers, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the entire 49ers organization for an amazing experience. Throughout my career in the NFL, I've learned that successful organizations begin with a strong ownership group willing to commit the resources needed to foster a culture of winning. We have that here in Washington, and it's my responsibility and privilege to carry out the mission of delivering a team that will ultimately compete for Super Bowls. I know how much commanders, the commanders mean to our fans, our owners, the legends who paved the way for this franchise in the NFL. The work starts now, closed quote. Jumping on with us right now is Ben Standig, of course, with The Athletic. Uh, Subscribe to The Athletic, people. It's totally worth it to read Ben, to read David, to read everybody that writes about this team and all of the other teams. How would you like to be writing this today, Ben, about the Pistons beating the Wizards yesterday? Uh, Not as big of an audience for that. Um, But anyway, uh, we we won't spend any time on that. Nobody cares. Actually, uh, David wrote an actually pretty good story about who on earth would go to a Wizards-Pistons game in bad weather with football on, and he talked to people who said, yeah, here, I'm, I'm ready to be here. Did they have a? I have no idea. Did they have a decent crowd there yesterday on a holiday? He said in the story that it was like three quarters full, which you know for 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 Wizards in general seems reasonable, and the Pistons. But you know it's a the odd day game on a holiday, so sure, why not? Wizards made a trade too since the uh, show on Friday. Oh yeah, they did. But uh, we won't talk about Marvin Bagley Jr. Um, and Isaiah Livers. All right. Uh, so during the show on Friday, Ben, essentially with the news that Adam Peters was uh, being reported to be the new GM, um, was rather distracted. We ended up getting back to him at the very end of the show. But let's act like we didn't really have a complete conversation on our radio show Friday. So I'll start with this. Your reaction to Washington being able to secure and hire what appeared to be the number one this year hiring cycle general manager candidate. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, if you didn't already, you know, realize the impact of the ownership change, you know, this is the example. It's not just that Adam Peters came here, but he's even willing to take the interview. Um, You know, their their top five candidates for this position, the five people that they interviewed, um, you know, are all on the, you know, higher on the list of, you know, who was available this cycle. It's not like they were going for – this wasn't like, you know, trying to get Jim Fossil a coach here back in the day, right, or or something along those lines, or maybe having to, you know, over-promise somebody what, the, what their responsibilities could be, say in the case of Rivera, Ron Rivera, to get them here, right? So they were able to sort of go into this straight up and say, here's, you know, here's what we have, we'd like you, and they had whatever conversations they had led to Peter's choosing to come here. And I, I do think it says a lot about – where things are at, you know, per- perception-wise at least. Obviously, none of this means that Adam Peters is going to work out or he'll be the next Bobby Beathard or who knows what. But, you know, to, to, to start off in this way, 
um, with a guy who, you know, not, I mean, there, it's always hard to know what the assistant GM like is doing relative to the real one, but this is a better example to get a feel because John Lynch is not necessarily the talent evaluator there in San Francisco. That's, that's Peter's job. That's, but you know, what we've all been told and he, um, you know, they have the most talented roster in the league. Uh, a lot of it through the draft, some of it's from other ways. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a really good uh, hire. And, uh, you yeah, know, now we'll see what happens. All right. So what do you think? Uh, Albert Breer wrote uh, the blow-by-blow, blow, how it all came together. I don't know if you read that or not. Um, I thought it was interesting. But one of the things he said is that the new coach will report to Peters like in a, you know, a – a conventional, structured, you know, uh, sports organization, owner, general manager, head coach, you know, that's the hierarchy. So do you expect him to be the most important voice in hiring the head coach? Well, you know, Josh Harris, this is his first shot at doing this in the NFL, right? I mean, they, went through like you know it's always fascinating you know how do you even how does the owner choose the candidates before turning the reins over to that person um in this case obviously we know he had some uh, advisory group uh help kind of deal um I, i'm i'm assuming josh harris is going to have some sway in this i mean he basically i, I believe at some point said over the last couple of weeks maybe maybe it was at his press conference that this person who they're going to hire as GM won't have final say, but obviously they'll be an important voice. So, you know, I would imagine if Adam Peters is, you know, pushing for candidate X that, you know, that that would be where they would go unless there's like some weird objection. And then maybe that questions, you know, is everybody on the same page here? But, you know, I would imagine Peters is going to have a, a huge influence on this. Um, with, with, you know, with, with, with that, without a doubt, again, unless he just has some, just very different view of what's going to happen, which you would think would be already fleshed out in the interviews they did. All right. The NFL head coaching, you know, availabilities may increase here after the weekend results, you know, especially in Philadelphia and Dallas. So, you know, it's kind of describe from your uh, standpoint right now, what this team will likely be looking for, you know, there were stories that Ben Jan- Ben Johnson's the number one target. There were also stories this weekend that Dan Quinn is near the top of the list. I mean, that was one of the worst defensive performances in a postseason game I think we have ever seen on Saturday against Green Bay. I don't even think that's an exaggeration how bad it was uh, on Quinn's part, how completely outmatched he was uh, head-to-head with Matt LaFleur on Sunday. Um, but what are you hearing with respect to the direction they'll go in? And then this is going to be a competitive landscape even more so than it was for general manager. Yeah, no, for 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 sure. I mean, similar to the GM situation where like you know, or like we you know, with like Bob Myers, like we didn't really know about that until it came out. Uh, you know, the, the coaching situation has been kept pretty much you know, under wraps and quiet as well. Ben Johnson's getting a lot of mention. Obviously, he's an attractive candidate. A lot of teams are interested in him. I think there's five teams to put in an interview request for him. Um, so, you know, look, you know, does David Tepper in Carolina just offer him so much money and power that it's like he's impossible to turn down? Uh, does, you know, Jim Harbaugh somehow doesn't end up with the Chargers? Do they go to Ben Johnson and he looks at Justin Herbert and says, well, this is easily the best quarterback 
I can work with from the start. Um, you know, so those are things to consider. I would imagine Atlanta, it looks like you know, they've obviously already interviewed Bill Belichick. So it looks like they may be wanting a more established coach to come in and sort of push them over the top. Arthur Blank, the owner, is, you know, getting up there in age. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in Dallas. You know, they obviously are also, uh, if they do move on from Mike McCarthy, Belichick would make sense there. I, to me, I think I think Mike Vrabel is such an interesting wild card here. Me too. You know, he obviously had some really good years with the Titans. Like with a lot of coaches, things fell apart the last couple of years between injuries and, you know, the quarterback uh, struggles that they had with Ryan Tannehill just kind of faded and their young quarterbacks, you know, did what young quarterbacks do up and down. Uh, but if you think he's like one of the better coaches in the league, and there's people out there who will say he's a top six or seven coach in the league. Boy, I mean, that's a pretty interesting guy, whether you're a, a team like Dallas, if again, if should they do something that you feel like, hey, we're right there, but we do, we got to get over this hump. Or a team like Washington, where you're like, hey, this guy's not like old or anything. He's not, he's not, uh, you, you and I talked about this the other day, and I um, concede your point that like, you know, he's more progressive with thinking about analytics and things like that than maybe the uh, defensive coach uh, Vernier he gives off um, shows. But at the same point, you know, Tennessee decided, hey, this isn't working out for us, so we're moving on. You know, what's up with that? But he's a pretty interesting um, dynamic. Now, if it doesn't, if it's not Ben Johnson here, he whatever for whatever the reason, then I think it gets really interesting because there's not a ton of other offensive coaches out there. You can look at Bobby Slowick with the Texans, really great game the other day and a great year with C.J. Stroud. He's also 36 and has only been a coordinator for one year. That's potentially a, a bit early to to make the head coaching jump. But most of the other guys are on the defensive side. Like I thought Raheem Morris with the with the Rams, I thought he did a pretty good job against the Lions. Ninety-two, second um, half. The, yeah, and they don't have a other than Aaron Donald, they don't have a ton of like proven anybody's on that defense. But some rookies who are good, but they, you know not a ton. So I think he's interesting for me and. Um, yeah, and that, that, that's where I kind of wonder, does Josh Harris say, hey, look, I really want an offensive guy, or does he not care? Does he say, hey, I just want a, you know, um, uh, the leader of men kind of guy, whatever it is. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot more interesting the last couple of weeks. I didn't even mention Jim Harbaugh. I just don't see him being a fit here. I imagine he's going to have final say over personnel if he goes somewhere, and obviously Adam Peters has that here. But, uh, yeah, it's all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, the coaching field's gotten way more interesting than it was uh, when the season ended. I mean, there's so many things that we don't know. As an example, maybe a defensive head coach ends up being the one that in the interview process, you know, changes everybody's thought process. And by the way, Adam Peters has the next up and coming really good OC in mind, maybe Brian Greasy in San Francisco as a possibility. Um, who knows uh, how that works out, uh, works out. Ben Johnson, by the way, is 37 years old, but to your point, has a longer resume um, and has a much longer period, obviously, of being the actual, uh, you know, uh, uh, OC. Well, not that much longer, but a little bit longer. Yeah, only than two Slowick. years. Yeah, Slowick, though, was in the 49ers organization. The Vrabel thing to me, I mean, I would be like, if if you're on that search committee, doesn't somebody step up and say, even if you don't know football, and but you've studied it and say, why is Rabel considered by almost everybody that talks about him to be a top 10 proven head coach? 
and great guy who does not need because he's had a GM, you know, for many years uh, in Tennessee, does not need personnel control. Why wouldn't that be an interview? And I know that they haven't requested permission to interview him. I guess you don't have to request inter- uh, permission to interview him because he's not employed right now. Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. I mean, look, yeah, he he gets a ton, a ton of praise for sure. I think that did seem like, if I recall reading some of the information out of Tennessee, it's that there were, he he was, I guess, dinged with some of their poor personnel choices. They had already fired their GM the previous year and that, you know, Rabel's role in some of that personnel was enough to, for the owners to say, hey, we probably want to clean uh, fight here, let our new GM, right. uh, Rand Carthon, just take complete control. Well, maybe Rabel is, you know, and I would imagine, right, He he's kind of, you know, because he's already had some success, you know, he's probably not going to want to just sit there on the sideline and let, you know, to use the Bill Parcells line, somebody else just do all the, the shopping for the meal he's going to have to cook. But I would at least, at a minimum, check in and ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, we all like to play the game of did somebody work with somebody once and therefore we should link them for the job. You know, when Vrabel was a player in New England, Adam Peters was a scout for that team. So to whatever degree they interacted, I, I don't know. Scouts are typically not in the building very much. But, you know, th- there could be something there as well. It was thought that perhaps uh, New England would get in the mix for Peters. Um, you know, should they have got rid of Belichick, obviously we know what happened there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely at a minimum would look at it. But this is also like is Josh Harris and, – and, you know, if you look at Josh Harris's track record in Philly – you know, you know, post process at least, you know, that he's gone out and gotten kind of all the big names. So does he want more of that established coach or does he want somebody like Peters that you can build with over time and have a more, you know, not just the next three, four years, but really what's going to happen for, for longer term. That That's, you know, that's the interesting part as well. Talking to Ben Standing, of course. Uh, do we have any sense as to what happens to the rest of the football front office, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney, et cetera? Uh, no, not definitively. The answer after the Peters hire was that they all the all those uh, folks will be um, evaluated over the coming days. Now, that said, technically, like, I don't know if they put up Adam Peters' bio on the website, the team website, but technically they have two general managers right now, right. which is odd, but it also says to me, I kind of, you made me bet, I kind of think Martin Mayhew is going to day he and he and peters have known each other since they worked together in san francisco uh before uh peters uh, before uh, mayhew came here before the 2021 season i you know martin mayhew to me does not come across as a guy who's got some massive ego that's going to be uh you know angry if you like you know i ask him to stay with a, a maybe a different title uh and look i obviously things didn't work out here the last couple of years from a personnel standpoint, but as I kind of laid out in the story I wrote at the end of the year, it's, you know, the, the there was confusion seemingly in a lot of different spots, including Ron Rivera, who had final say in personnel, you know, seemingly kind of changing the plan at various times, depending on what, uh, you know, what narrative was, was, was being told or, or what have you. So, you know, I, I, I think Martin Mayhew can certainly help, um, but, you know, so I won't, so I won't be stunned if that's the case, plus it's, it is helpful to have somebody who's been there to, you know, help, you know, explain to a new person, Hey, well, this happened for this reason and this person that, 
and et cetera, et cetera. So I, I could see Mayhew staying. Everybody else, who knows? I mean, I imagine there will be significant changes. Uh, so, you know, and and, May, and uh, Peters will surely bring in some people that he knows from different spots. But, yeah, I could, I could see Mayhew staying at this point. Yeah, it is not typical, and I, I, I know this because I've actually been on compensation committees and companies. It's not typical that you demote somebody, title, take away compensation, et cetera. Um, uh, that's typically not the way it's done. But if he were to stay, he'd probably get an assistant GM title. I mean, you're not going to have two people in the organization with the general manager title. Uh, maybe compensation stays the same. I have I've, I've no idea. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, they know each other um, well. Um, two more for Ben, uh, who's joining us. Uh, listen to Ben's podcast, which he does a great job with, called Standing Room Only as well, in addition to subscribing to The Athletic. Um, has Eric Bieniemy been reached out to by anybody with respect to a head coaching opportunity interview? For any of the seven jobs um, that currently exist, yeah, not that I am aware of. No, I have not seen it. I haven't heard anything, but I haven't seen anything reported either. All right, what do you? What's on your list today of questions and curiosities from Adam Peters? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious as to uh, you know what is he you know what what is he looking for in a new head coach. You know, I I understand that we're going to get a lot of, you know, fluffy answers. We're not probably going to get too many specifics, but maybe we'll be surprised. You never know. Um, but what what about that? I think one question we didn't ask Josh Harris last week when he uh, after uh, he he spoke at his press conference was what's the deal with Eugene Shen, who they hired during the season as this uh, VP of like football strategy. Basically, he's a, in charge of analytics. What is his role in in all of this? You know, where does he fit in sort of the, the hierarchy? And, um, you know, it, it, it sort of, I don't want to say to Peter's, like, where are you at in analytics, but to, sort of to that extent, you know, is he have a role there? Is this where, where Shen is? Uh, things like that. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I, I don't know if I imagine him saying, hey, I'm going to take, we really love Drake May at number two, so we'll probably take him. Or, you know, Cam Curl, he's definitely high on my priority list to resign. I don't think we're going to get too much out of those things. But, um, you know, obviously you try to look for what he's saying on any of these topics to try to get a, a, a feel for what possibly could happen. And also, just really honestly, it's just this is the first time we're all seeing him, right? What is the first impression? How is he as a communicator? Because we're all going to be sitting here listening to him for the next however many years and trying to figure out what he's doing and, and uh, you know, you, you can feel better or worse about a situation depending on how the communication goes. So I think that just in and of itself will be a big part of the day. I've actually watched, I did it uh, on Friday. Uh, I watched a bunch of interviews and they're not, there, there aren't a lot of them to choose from, but, but typically Adam Peters along with John Lynch um, and one or two others was a part of their post draft uh, media. Um, and he is definitely more of a, um, you know, he, he's not a massive extrovert with respect to his communication 
abilities. Doesn't mean anything. I, I don't care what he sounds like or how he communicates. He's the general manager. He's not He's not the head coach. I care about his evaluation of players and his evaluation of of trades and you know hopefully you know you you don't end up giving up picks and picking up the entire salary for Carson Wentz with this next regime um not to mention some of the other buttes from from over the years but uh yeah uh oh one last thing the timeline on hiring the head coach a week from yesterday as in January 22nd is the first day that they can enter becomes a point of like you know the I, I'm not 100 percent sure of the rule, but like you know, does Detroit say, "Hey, man, <laughs> you know, we got to focus on over here"? I mean, it is already bizarre. Like all these, like you know, he's going to do, I, I presume, several interviews this, this week. Dan, well, Dan Quinn, I guess it doesn't matter. He's already out of the playoffs. But like you know, like the half the Ravens organization is getting interviewed for different. See, like you're preparing for the biggest games of your of your season, if not your career, and simultaneously having these other conversations. It's so bizarre. But, um, but yeah, I mean, presumably they can meet with him uh, – well, they can meet with him uh, next week starting on the 22nd. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, <clears throat> Detroit's got a home game. They're going to be favored over Tampa Bay, so reasonable chance they, they advance. But, you know, at the same point, everybody else is going to start making moves. And whether you're Washington or you're Ben Johnson, you know, you have to – if you really want to have this happen, you got to start moving, make moves in that direction. So, uh, but imagine he'll have interviews, but – um, yeah, we'll see what you know what happens at it should they advance. I think it's also going to be interesting because I bet some things happen here over the next couple of weeks. You know, simultaneous with the head coaching uh, call, which is you know there are some would be free agents uh, that can be negotiated uh, with uh, prior to the league calendar beginning, and then you get into the whole franchise tag thing, which I don't think is until the end of February. But um, Interesting to see what he thinks about just the roster that he's inheriting here as well. Uh, enjoy today. We'll be listening. Thanks. Uh, yeah, man. See ya. Thanks a lot. Adam Peters today, 2 o'clock right here on the Team 980, his press conference carried live on the Team 980. All right, we'll get to some of these playoff games from over the weekend, including the Dallas loss to the Packers. That's next. Kevin Sheehan Show. The Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 